Hello and welcome to this King's Place podcast. In the immediate aftermath of one of the most important political events in decades, and at a time when politics has never been more interesting, King's Place launches the Politics Festival, a weekend of pro-politics talks, debates, discussions and plenty of politics-related entertainment, taking place from the 23rd to the 25th of June. The Politics Festival is produced and presented by King's Place Music Foundation in association with Ian Beryl and Steve Richards. The festival's producer, Zoe Jays, talks to the two journalists and political commentators about some of the big topics and speakers featured this year. After Zoe, Ian spoke first. Can you tell us, first of all, where did the idea for a politics festival come from? Was there any specific political or non-political event that triggered that conversation? It came really just from seeing the interest in politics and the audiences that some politicians were getting. When you see people who are authentic voices in politics, who were going out on the road and talking with people, and you go to literary festivals and see when politicians take part, you realise that for all the talk of the mood against politics, there is an interest in politics. And it felt important to us to get across the idea that politics is very difficult challenge it's about compromise it's about human beings it's about the great swirl of ideas and often this gets lost in the coverage in the media and it just felt something that was right and of course the election has underlined dramatically the state of flux in this country i completely agree and find it fascinating that there is this hunger for analysis and explanation at extraordinary times and so Although you read all the time, oh, people find politics boring, they don't. This festival weekend is a chance for people to make sense of this crazy political situation, but to get together with other people in different views across the political spectrum, have a drink in the bar, meet some of these people. And the other factor I think Steve picks up on there is that politics can be quite reductive. It's the tribalism, it's the Yabu politics, it's the shouting. I think that's what puts people off. Whereas what we're trying to do with this festival is give people a platform to talk more openly about the issues and about the challenges and to analyse the situation better, not in a tribal way, not in having one person say one thing on transport policy and the other say the other or wither the NHS or whatever, but to do it in a more consensual manner, in a more discursive manner and a more analytical manner so that actually you begin to really understand what's going on and to perhaps challenge some of these things as well with and there'll be a lot of chance for the audience to question the politicians to question leading commentators and to take part well, it sounds like there's a very positive ethos to the festival what do you hope that the audiences will get out of it i hope they'll get a whole range of things out of it i hope they will get a sense that a moment in british political history that historians will be looking back at in 200 years' time. It's a chance to sort of meet some of the people who, and politics is partly about characters, meet some of the people, both in politics and the media, that will be defining these events over the coming years. So, you know, on Brexit, for example, the epic, the negotiation would have started the week before the festival. The festival is on the anniversary of the referendum, that historic referendum. Let's delve deeply with people like Nick Clegg, who spent half his time in Europe and has just lost his seat, he thinks, partly because he advocated staying in the EU. Uh, let's explore where this might go with some of the Tory figures that have brought us to this place. Let us look at the way the media 
will mediate this drama with some of the biggest figures in the media, like Robert Peston, who has a role to convey this. Let's find out why the media totally failed to see the Corbyn surge. So be a great chance to pose questions. They won't be definitively answered, but we'll kind of make a start. Also, it should be stressed, it is participatory, so it's also a chance for people who are interested in politics to come along and not just talk to the politicians, but to give their point of view as well. And if people have questions or ideas or issues with some of the leading participants, you know, there they can talk to the Speaker of Parliament, John Burko, they can speak to a Cabinet Minister like Michael Gove, they can speak to a former Labour leader like Ed Miliband, or indeed a top dancer like Ed Balls, and they can get across their ideas as well to them, whether in the bars or in the halls. So you talked about the media and audience participation there. There's a lot of politicians and commentators on TV and the radio at the minute. Why should people leave the house? Well, one of the frustrations as someone who sometimes takes part in TV and radio discussions is they last about five minutes. And so you've just started exploring some fascinating issue And the presenter says, thank you all very much, and that's it. Now here, uniquely, and for the first time in England, we will have the space to explore these issues. And people, I know, ache for that space. The other thing about uh, TV, like Question Time, for example, it's designed just to be a shouting match and a bit of theatre. You know, you're a crook, you're a so-and-so. Well, here, we don't want that. What we want to do is have discussions and conversations with some of the big players. Also, of course, politics is about people. It's about personalities. And what I find fascinating is sometimes when you hear people talk about how they came to be the politician and the person they are, their backgrounds, their the ideas that inspired them, why someone became a Conservative or a Labour person, and what still inflames their, their excitement. And often it's quite revealing when you hear people talk about their childhoods, their backgrounds, their early experiences in politics, their formative experiences, the things they got wrong. And that gives you a much better understanding as to why politicians end up in the places they do and why politics ends up in the place it does and also how we can try and change that because I think most people are fairly dissatisfied with a lot of things going on in politics and they want to get change, they want to see changes, but equally it's difficult to make change and only by understanding how the process happens and uh, what happens to the people involved can you begin to get an idea as to how to achieve things that you might want to achieve. So we're chatting in King's Place this morning, and I know you're a regular here, Steve. We mentioned your rock and roll politics events. Why do you think this is specifically the right venue for a festival like this? Well, I I think it's got all the right kind of, it ticks all the boxes. I mean, we've got the venues for a lot of people to come. But the great thing uh, as well about any festival is not just when you're sitting at the event, but being able to be part of the festival in between events. So, I mean, I love, for example, when after my show, the bit I enjoy is going up to the bar, having a few drinks, <laughs> um, overlooking the canal. And basically, the conversations carry on. And also, of course, festival's not just about the central stuff. It's, as you say, it's about the side stuff. And there are fun things also. I'm fascinated to look forward to hearing Steve Bell, one of Britain's most savage and brilliant cartoonists, talking about the art of his cartoons. 
And, you know, I'll find that riveting. There's going to be a former diplomat, uh, well known for his stance on his oppositional stance on the Iraq war, Khan Ross, talking about how he went from being a diplomat to an anarchist. And he's made a film about it. And he's going to talk about it with Yasmin Alibaya Brown, one of Britain's more controversial commentators. And it's things like that. There's going to be music from the Orchestra of Syrian Musicians, who I've worked with in the past, Africa Express, and with people like Damon Albarn and Paul Weller and Rashid Tahar. And the ones, some of them, the ones in Britain are going to come along and play, and I gather they're going to have some interesting guests. Well, I think I've gone long enough without asking this question. What surprised you most about the election results? It was the most astonishing outcome of any election I've ever covered. So few were working on the assumption that there would be a hung parliament. Most were assuming, including a lot of Labour people, a very big majority for Theresa May. So all assumptions are turned on their head that a left-wing Labour figure is doomed. Terrible defeat, it's not true. That Theresa May was walking on a honeymoon of such invincible bliss that she'll be dominating politics for 20 years. That's not true. Everything was turned on its head. Newspaper support was meant to be so powerful. That's not true. So we all now, and the festival will do it, need to revisit some of the assumptions and orthodoxies of politics. It was a extraordinary outcome. And of course what's interesting is the way we're all constantly surprised by politics. We were surprised in 2015 by the election result. We were surprised in 2016 by the referendum result. And we were surprised again in 2017 by an election which confounded every single prediction. Uh, It's interesting that the tactics that worked for the Conservative Party in 2015 of robotically intoning the same messages in the hope of getting through onto the news bulletins, the 10 o'clock news, and not caring if you bored rigid the political journalists covering it, just didn't work when a meme can go out on social media in minutes taking the mickey out of someone for being a robot. So everything is changing, and that's why politics is so dynamic at the moment. And one thing to add is it's not just Britain where this is happening, it's across the the Western world. And so we got Justin Webb talking about what the hell is happening in America with Donald Trump, which is a question I think we all want to know the answer to. Justin, who's best known now for presenting the Today Show, but of course was a very experienced and rather brilliant reporter on North America for many years. We've got some of the top European journalists coming in to tell us about Macron Macron offering an alternative, showing that centrism can be a populist force with the amazing events there. We've got a German commentator coming in also to tell us about what's going to happen there. And Merkel, this incredible survivor who looks on course despite all the predictions of doom and despite uh, doing something which attracted a lot of controversy, in my opinion was absolutely right, of inviting in lots of refugees, looks like she's set for an astonishing fourth victory. So to hear these people give insight into what's happening there and what can we learn from events in France, in Germany, in the United States is again a very important part of the equation. So when we started planning this festival, a lot of those issues that you've just talked about were in the headlines. Things have changed a bit now. In the aftermath of the election, have you changed focus? any of the events? Well, in a way, the election, which we didn't know was going to happen when we were beginning the planning for this, um, the result has provided the perfect context for some of the guests that had already been booked for a different context. So, you know, I will be really interested to hear 
someone like Ed Miliband reflect at length the person who lost badly in 2015 on the Corbyn phenomenon. Now, he was booked to talk about other stuff, but he will now be talking in the context of this extraordinary election. Harriet Harman, who was here, and she will continue to do so, talk about her extraordinary political life, which she's written about, must also reflect on the changes since the election. I agree. The conversation about the Conservative Party, for instance, with Tim Montgomery and James Cleverley, one of the most interesting, I was going to say new intake, but of course he was new in 2015, so now he's a veteran intake. And Nicky Morgan, uh, seen as one of the most visible and uh, most passionate Remain voices in the Conservative Party, to hear that trio, all with very different views about where the Conservative Party should go, would have been interesting before the election. After the election, it's a thousand times more interesting because the questions are so much bigger and so much more profound. And finally, this is a big question, what's your vision of Britain's political future? I don't think anyone can actually seriously purport to have a a vision of Britain's political future. We can all have ideas for what we'd like to see, but anyone who says they can see where we're going is just talking nonsense. But that's why politics are so interesting. We all have passions, we all have ideas, we all have dreams, we all have desires, but no one really knows where we're going. We don't know where we're going at Westminster, we don't know where we're going across the country, we don't know where we're going across the West, we don't know where we're going across the world. And that's why I think it's a brilliant opportunity to come along and hear some of the individuals involved across the political spectrum, what they're trying to do and how they interpret these these extraordinary currents flowing through our political system. Well, Ian, Steve, thank you very much. I can't wait for the festival. The Politics Festival runs from the 23rd to the 25th of June at King's Place. The full programme can be found at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash tpf. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.